when I took it over, everything was paperwork. We did everything by paper. Invoicing, wage slips, orders, what, everything was done by paper. But there was a bright spark in this church that I shared fellowship with at the time who came to see me and said, Vernon, the one thing you need to do is reconfigure the way you do things. And I first came across that word, reconfigure. He had just gotten into computers, would you believe? And it was the era of the Amstrad desktop computer. And for me, I wanted to hang on to what I knew. I wanted to stick with what I was comfortable with. But this guy tried to persuade me to reconsider the way I did things and the way I thought about things. Well, it was hard work. I went ahead but said, I'm keeping that too. I want to be sure that before I get into what you're telling me is this panacea that will be exciting and an exciting new world, I want to hang on to what I know. Well, that's where the new Christians in Colossae were. They wanted to hang on to what they knew and what they were comfortable with. So I sympathize with them just where they are. Some had been brought up with the old Jewish traditions, and the Gentile Christians amongst them were being asked to do the same. They were being asked to be dragged into that Jewish tradition with particular emphasis on circumcision. And so the pressure there was on both groups to abide by some old traditional thinking as a way uh, to the eternal future. Well, it would appear from our reading that Epaphras had got worried about this situation and had gone to the Apostle Paul uh, and asked Paul, what does he think uh, could be done uh, to help this situation? Well, the Apostle Paul comes head on, as, as he did with anything he was addressing. And so the opening statement in our reading in verse 16 of chapter 2 of Colossians, therefore do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon, a celebration or a Sabbath. Paul is saying, these are nothing more than a bunch of human rules. Don't do this, don't do that, don't taste that, don't touch the other, make sure you obey that Sabbath and that Sabbath, and the other Sabbath, and oh, and by the way, watch what the moon's doing. Paul really wants them, in his address, in the letter to Colossians, is to reconfigure the way they do things and the way they think about things. As I was reading uh, through that portion over and over, because I needed to study it for the message today, there was a phrase that Paul put in there that stood out to me as if it was in big, bold capital letters and in red ink. Right at the end of verse 17 of our reading, 
This is what Paul says, and it was like a hammer hitting me on the head. The reality is found in Christ. What a statement. The reality is found in Christ. And I couldn't leave this statement. I'd go on and read the rest, but I would come back to that statement. And it followed on a theme that Paul had been uh, writing to them in the previous two chapters. Uh, in, in chapter 1, it, uh, Paul is using this phrase, in Christ, or in him. Twice in chapter 1, he refers to in him. Five times in chapter 2, he refers to the, the phrase, in Christ, or in him. So he wants the new Christians in Colossae to get to grips with what it means to them to be in Christ. All the do's and don'ts, they were just negatives. They were the old way of doing things. And that because they had responded to the good news of the gospel, Paul says they are now redundant. They are past. That's old hat. That's old stuff. Now it was time for them to grasp the reality of what it means to be in Christ. And he had similar advice, the Apostle Paul, for the Christians in Corinth. He wrote in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. So they didn't need to hang on to their old way of life. That had gone. So why were they trying to hang on to it when there was something so new and so exciting for them to be part of. What they were doing, said Paul, was no more than chasing shadows. In verse 17, he said, these things are but a shadow. Now, we know a shadow has no substance. A shadow cannot provide anything of substance. So Paul is exhorting the Colossian uh, Christians to reconfigure their actions and their thought processes and concentrate on what was real and not was shadow. The reality that was available to them now of being in Christ. Now seeing that all of us here in the Peel parishes are considering the subject as we go through Colossians, of Christ our life, let us discover together uh, with the Colossian Christians what Paul is actually teaching us to do in our Christian lives today here in the Peel parishes. What does it really mean for us as Christians to be in Christ? You see, I found this to be such a profound truth. We're used to the truth, aren't we, of Christ in us, because that's what happens when we come to faith. Uh, the Lord Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, comes and occupies our hearts. We give our hearts to him, so we, we, we kind of understand what it is for Christ to be in us. But Paul is saying there's another truth. 
there's a profound truth, us in Christ. And I got so caught up in this, in, in, in this uh, that I wanted to examine this uh, a, bit a bit closer so that we can see where the reality really lies. And I just raise just a few pointers uh, for us to learn from today about what in Christ is, what a place it is for us to be. First, let me say, it's a place of plenty. Colossians 1 and verse 12 says, In Christ we have obtained an inheritance. Isn't that good? What is that inheritance? Well, I look to Ephesians chapter 2 to get the description of that. It says, The incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. And then, just before we got to our reading today, in Colossians 2 and verse 9, listen what it says. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and we are complete in him. And that did remind me of, a, of an old song that we used to sing in church when I was growing up. All that I need is in Jesus. He satisfies. Joy he supplies. Life would be worthless without him. All things in Jesus I find. Well, what are those things? What are those blessings? The other old hymn says, blessings all mine and 10,000 besides. Well, here's just... Uh, something like a list of the freebies that are there for us to enjoy as blessings being in Christ. There's plenty of light for our darkness. There's plenty of peace for our anxiety. There's plenty of strength for our weakness. There's plenty of joy for our sorrow. There's plenty of hope for our hopelessness. There's plenty of forgiveness for our guilt. There's plenty of direction for our waywardness. We have his righteousness for our filthy rags, his riches for our human poverty, and 10,000 blessings besides. Paul says that's the reality that we find by being in Christ. Paul says, no need to chase shadows. It's a place of protection. Colossians 3 and verse 3 says, Your life is hidden with Christ in God. I particularly ask you this morning that we should sing in Christ alone. And we sung some lines in there. And isn't it true? We sing songs, we sing them and we love them, and then we forget what we've sung. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck me from his hand. For I am his and he is mine, bought with the precious blood of Christ. In Christ is a place where we are protected, safe and secure from all alarms. That's the reality, folks. 
No need to be chasing shadows. It's a place of peace. In Christ, he is the Prince of Peace. John 14, 27, he says, My peace I give you, not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. It is in Christ that we have the reality of peace in the midst of the storm. We sung it, didn't we? Firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are still and striving cease. That's the reality for us of being in Christ. We do not need to chase shadows. It's a place of permanence. Hebrews 13 verse 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is changeless. If we are in Christ, it is a place of permanence. Nothing will change. What did we sing? From life's first cry to final breath, Jesus commands my destiny. In Christ, our eternal destiny is sealed and settled. We know where we are, and we know where we're going, all signed and sealed for eternity. Paul says, that's the reality of being in Christ. No need to chase shadows. And it's a place of power. Matthew 28, 18, Jesus came and spoke to them and said, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. We are in Christ. And we sung it, folks. Did you notice that you sung it? Till he, re till he returns or calls me home, here in the power of Christ, I'll stand. That's the reality, says Paul. It's a place of plenty, of protection, of peace, of permanence, and of power. No need to be chasing shadows. Now, we know the overarching uh, subject for our study through Colossians is Christ, our life. Well, here it is. Acts 17, 28 says, For in him... We live and move and have our being. Oh, folks, get a hold of it. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song, my comforter, my all in all. Here in the love of Christ, I stand. So Paul is addressing the Christians in the in Colossae and in the Peel parishes, and he's saying, reconfigure your actions, reconfigure your thinking and your thought processes. It's concentrate not on where we've come from, 
not on what we try to achieve of ourselves, stop chasing shadows because they have no substance. But come to the reality, come to the realization of who we are and what we have in Christ. Folks, grasp that truth. That is reality. And because we have responded to the good news of the gospel, because we have trusted in the finished work of the cross, our life is now hidden with Christ in God. We have now be give, been given the fullness that there is in Christ. Just before our reading, in chapter 2 and verse 10, it tells me that we are complete in him. What a truth. We are complete in him. That's reality, and we don't need to, to chase the shadow. Ephesians 2 says this, At that time you were without Christ, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ, you who were once far off have been brought near through the blood. Let's go back to our reading today, and I was glad that uh, our sister uh, put there the heading, Freedom from Human Rules. Paul says, therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or regard to religious festivals or new moons or Sabbaths or anything else. They are but shadows. Reconfigure your actions. Reconfigure your processes, your thought processes, to fully recognize that we have been given fullness in Christ who is our life. Stop chasing shadows. What an amazing position we're in. Remember, we were once dead in our trespasses and sins. Now we have been made alive in Christ. Worthy to be so? Not on your life. Deserving to be so? No, I don't think so. Ephesians 2 sums it all up for me. Because of his great love, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace we have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved. That's the reality, folks. We are in Christ, safe and secure. And if that doesn't excite us this morning, nothing will. Do you know what I feel like doing? I feel like shouting with the psalmist from Psalm 103. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, praise his holy name. 
Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, and satisfies your mouth with all good things. You with me? You with me? Then, be sure, let's reconsider, reconfigure our actions and our thoughts. Acts 17.28 tells us firmly, in him we live and have our being. That is our life in Christ. For goodness sake, stop chasing shadows.